0: Hello, this is Gail, and I'm with my mom, Anne, and this is Mom Around the Corner. And today we are going to be talking about if children are inconveniences and those situations when you might have to have your children with you, and how does the outside world respond to children being in their environment. So I'm going to pass it on over to Anne and see if she
1: has... Her well, thoughts on the matter. Theoretically, children are always an inconvenience. Like, we have a background now because we have one of your one of your children that are here because we are inadvertently babysitting. That's true. So we are delighted that he's here, but we can't do our project because we we have to also contend with his amusement and, and part of his being. Yeah, so life doesn't always
0: allow for you to plan how you want it, and you have to sometimes... Make
1: accommodations for children and your situation, and that is—and that is a key That's part life. of parenthood and, and life. That's life. But uh, then again, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if, if everything was perfect. And just to let our listeners know that we may children can be an inconvenience, but they're really part of life, and we are, are happy that he is here with us.
0: So I'm going to ask my mom because my mom is as her children are now grown. Yes. and she's in a different. Phase of life than I am and I'm with the young children more often and my mom is when she's out and about she's not with younger children
1: like I am usually well, and that's I- not true because I may not be walking with young children or dealing but I am out and about with cho- I see other people's true. children. true well that's well that's what I mean you're you're in the place of being the
0: other person. You mm-hmm. know, you're not, you're, you're not the observation. So you're, you're going about your day, you're going on, on you're commuting on the train or you're in a, going in out to eat, you're out to eat. And so now you have passed that stage when you've been the one with the, with the kids. Yeah. So how do you feel when you're now that you're in the other side, when you're yeah. out and about and you, you know, maybe you're
1: commuting no. or you're out well, to eat? When I go out to eat, if I see a child sitting next to me, I don't sit next to them. I actually go to try to go to the furthest part of the restaurant because, as I I understand that the child is there, and I also feel that this is the future. However, if I am going out to eat with my husband and you know we're having a, a, a an intimacy, a, a, a date night, so to speak, I don't need to have a child there screaming. And but I have to say one thing. When I went out with my husband the other time, now with all the new electronic equipment, many parents just give their children this uh, uh, equipment, and they are entertained, which you, I would be against, but at the same time, it was very pleasant because nobody bothered me or disturbed me.
0: That's true. Well, now it's, I think, you know, I see that a lot too, and I actually am one of those rare parents who try not to do that with their kids because I think they get enough... TV time and other stuff at home with me, and I think when you're out together with the family, it's a good time to be with each other. But that being said, I think the fact that so many kids are using devices, which um you know, which is fine. I think there's a there an expectation has been set in society now because those devices are available. It's harder for people to be understanding of.
1: Children who are
0: being kids within reason. Well, you know, what I, that's,
1: get, I think is what I get upset about. It's not even so much the chatter of, of kids in a restaurant. I don't feel your generation kids get up and they run around. I don't understand why kids always have to run. It's it's okay to sit and and under, and people should understand that. Why can't parents? They're so they're they're so engaged with themselves and they allow these kids to run around in restaurants or in other places. Where it's very unsafe. If a child falls down or hits his face on a table, you know, I've seen a kid walk into a wall, ran into a wall. And the poor people who own these establishments are liable for this. And actually, my feeling is, and maybe this is going to be upsetting to parents, but you are responsible for your child. You may not be responsible for, for them when they're 21, but you are responsible for your child when they are young.
0: Well, I would I would agree with you there. And I think that there are some kids Maybe they have times when, you know, maybe they have too much energy or maybe there's... So what I have done when... Now my kids are getting a little bit older and they're better, but when they were a little bit smaller and maybe a little more restless, what I would do is I would just take them outside. They were if, we were, if we were in a group or whatever it is, I would have one person stay at the table, let's say if was with my husband and if one kid was antsy and not, and just refusing to sit still while well, I would just go out and then I would go just take a walk with them, you know, in, a, in an environment where it was safe for me to do so and not... Because I, I not where it was going to disturb, you see, and then I bring been, it back when they were. It's
1: not that I'm against children with their behavior, because it's normal for a child to. Move right. It well, it's, but
0: it's a, it's an environment. It, it's, it's, it's not, not, a, not safe a safe environment. environment. Yes. Yeah, so I think just being able to know when it's time to, and honestly, when my, I've had moments when they've been acting, when, when they were really acting out, and it was beyond a level of acceptability. I just. You know, I pay my bill and I leave. Oh, that's true. Well, the <laughs> you know, other I mean, part- I know it's not so easy to do it because then you're going to sit down and eat your food. But you know, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta go.
1: <laughs> the other part to it is, is that I always am grateful to have a, a waiter or a waitress who understands child that's acting out, and usually. Nowadays, they come with crayons or they come with some amusements or something to keep them occupied, so I'm happy that restaurants do take into consideration they do a, a, a child that is acting out
0: yes no they do most of most places I go with my children are able to accommodate that and uh, they
1: now i have what I do find upsetting is it's like when I took your children to the museum one time oh we went to the children's museum over here the math okay. museum
0: so this is a museum for children yes it's a museum <laughs> so to for be clear, children. This is, so if you had a
1: problem with children there well i go. did <laughs> I, I actually I didn't have a problem with the, the children i had the problem with the parents oh yes because some of these kids don't understand how to wait and a couple of times they, they your child was waiting patiently because of course he was dealing with me and these kids came rushing up trying to cut in front, and I told them that they can't do it. And again, when I say this to them, they look at me like I, like with a stare, and then their parents come along and they say, Don't tell my child what to do. And that's fine. So you tell your child what to do. You should anticipate what your child should be doing. And then there was another time also at this museum. Again, you know, I was with your, your son, and we were waiting to do something, and again, he's waiting patiently. And these kids come running in, and again charged in front of the line. So I don't know if it's because I'm a grandparent and I see a different type of behavior, or maybe that is a normal situation. I do believe that kids should, you know, be creative and do certain things, but there are times when standing still or allowing, not so much another adult, but there's sometimes you know, you're, you're every child I feel is part of our society and you're not supposed to hurt them or be harsh with them, but at the same time if you say to them you know this is not correct behavior then i feel that that is uh, something to be said i think parents
0: may get a bit defensive about their children about well, it's their
1: dna it yes. gets defensive yes. about and their when, dna and i think
0: when somebody is and i'm just relating back to the whole children being society when someone else comments on your child's behavior it can be hard to not react Defensively, because it's a reflection on you. So when someone comments on your, ch- your child cutting or your child making too much noise or whatever it is, it's, I think a lot of times our first instinct is to be like, well, don't, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you? But when you take a step back and just reflect on what, you know, my mom just said about just how we're all almost kind of all in this together. And we all, in a way, have a responsibility towards someone's not acting right you know, I don't, I don't think it's a bad, It's wrong to necessarily point it out in a, you know, way that is well, constructive
1: and that can help. I, I may have one feeling on how a child should act, and then the parent may have a feeling on another way. It's also That's called true. perception. And I think that in our society, everybody says, uh, the, uh, you know, it's, you know, like we're going, the society is going kablooey. The parents don't know how to discipline their children, and and there's too much freedom for children. Now my feeling is children are creative, and there's certain, but there are certain expectations that you that you want from them because it basically has to do with safety. Also, uh, with your grand, with my grandson the other day, I take, I took him to another museum, and the next thing I know, that he was down the block, and he's only three and a half years old, and uh, I, I was beside myself because he could have gotten hurt, and my. Expectation of him was that he was supposed to stand next to me, which he knew he was supposed to do, but he didn't want to do it. Now that uh, you know, that was my fault because there was no one around, and you know, and it's not called a blaming thing. But after he realized how upset I was, he did stay by me uh, that day when we went about our business to the different museums.
0: I think what I've seen with with my children is just relating to this you know when they really truly know to listen and do what they're supposed to do when for me it's when they know a situation is very serious when there's you know maybe they when there's it's clear there could be potential danger I think when kids and it's you can't fake it like they have to you know you have to genuinely express it and I I because I've seen it with my kids with both my kids before when I've had moments when they could have gotten hurt or something bad could have happened uh, you know like they were crossing the street or there was a lot of cars whatever it was and I my voice I didn't you know I wasn't yelling or anything but because it came from a place of genuine concern fear and fear fear they that gets through and I also so I think in the same situation when my mom was talking about with my youngest when he saw that there was this was a situation that was genuinely could have been very scary yeah, you know, he. Well, he wasn't scared. He wasn't scared, but maybe well, he's. But he, he was. but he saw that. But did he see that you were nervous? Well, and that, that, that yes, he saw that. Right. So they, even if they're not necessarily worried themselves, they do react to our, our moods and our and demeanors,
1: was, and that also affects how they are. And, with us. The, and it was interesting too because another woman, a passerby, she saw him alone down the block, and she actually because our society instead of grabbing him and theoretically i would not have gotten upset if she grabbed him because there were a lot of big trucks around she actually she blocked him from going into the street i don't think he, i don't know if he would have gone into the street or not but in this day and age if she would have grabbed him and and maybe if i was a different type of caregiver. Somebody would have said something. I was hoping that she was going to take right. him. Sometimes you need someone to take action. Action, and but I guess she might have been also apprehensive because in this day and age, uh, you you know you don't know what is the right thing or or not. You just got to figure oh. it out. Well, I've had those,
0: not, not quite the situation, but one time when I was at a, a playground and with my kids, I was just walking around and I saw. there was a child who was clearly about to fall off of a ladder. And normally I'm a very hands-off and I think kids should figure things out for themselves and climb but this kid was going to fall. And I had that split second of thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't do anything because, again, like my mom was saying, you don't, yeah, you, know, you don't know what your place is, but I'm just helped You know, I'm like I don't. I'm just going to help this child because now, he's going to on
1: How was the response uh, of the parents? You know, I didn't
0: think I talked to the parents afterwards. I think they didn't even notice. I think because they were probably you know, which is fine. I mean, I, not everyone has to be ha- hovering over their child. I, don't, I think that it, it, there was no. It was nothing. It, it was a non-issue, and you know, this kid could have. So lo- luckily, there was no problem. But it's that idea of just. How much you should be, how far I you should go, go, how far you should go, when you should speak up, and it even goes back to just being out and about with kids in general. Like when sh- when should you say something? How should you should say something? And for me, if my like if I had true my kid was going to be in clear danger. Whatever it needs to be done to get them out of that danger, I'm not going to be judge someone if they as if they grab them or do whatever they have to do. Because if it's if it ends with my kid being all right, that's my feeling. I don't know if I'm like other parents, oh. but. You know, if it's a life or death, God forbid, situation, but I want let's them step to be back okay. For,
1: let's step back for a moment. But the other part to it is, which I want young parents to understand, too, is you were around to see someone protect your child. It wasn't like another person doing harm to your child, mm. where I think that if people can understand that the intention from the heart is is to protect that child, because, again, you know, nowadays people are afraid to to step in or do something because they don't want a backlash of an uh, irate parent, which somehow I seem to be running into.
0: Well, the other thing is, though, too, is there are some situations when I actually... And I'm just in a dangerous situation, but when I would like people to step in, and I appreciate the help, and I always try to express my gratitude. So maybe let's say you're you know it's a, a sad a sad story but i'm sure mom you heard about there was a a woman who unfortunately she was carrying a stroller down the subway yes, yes. and she fell it's what and unfortunately the baby was fine but she she died she died. yeah and i when i heard that story and i'm not sure when this is gonna this is gonna come out so this may be older news but anyway it's a an, it's a universal concept I heard that story, and I said to myself, "That could have been me. That could have been, you know, because could have, could have been anyone." And I think about all those times when, when I've been in the city with my children or with one, and just how would sometimes. And yes, I do get help from time to time, but a lot of times people just either are in their own world or they're afraid to, like my mom said before, to get involved because of
1: well, they don't know how to talk that's to That's what I feel. I think that it, people are afraid of getting involved and lending a, a hand, and I think that in our society, if we can just step back a little bit and understand that maybe even someone who is upset about your child's behavior, that's their perception of it, and just think about why are they doing this and, and understand you know where they're coming from. Um, actually I was uh, many years ago I taught uh, psych and uh, and child abuse and I was in a store uh, actually it was war bombs and this kid was uh, you know antsy type of child and he was on the uh, shopping cart and I looked at this child and I didn't think anything of it and this must have been a caregiver a grandmother or whatever it is and she turns around and she says to this child I'm going to pull down your pants, and I'm going to slap you right here, beat you right here. And I could have walked away, but I turned and I said, please don't do that. And uh, somehow I always stand out. And and there was a crowd that came around, and it was interesting because one side said, oh, she has the right to reprimand this child, this is her child. And then the other side said, no, she doesn't have the right to do this. So where do you draw the line? And what I just said was to her, please don't do that. And I don't know whatever happened to this child. Uh, I just walked away because I didn't want to make a scene. But she did not pull down his pants and and hit this child. So at the same time, if you intervene, intervene in a way where there is an intention of good. Even though, I don't know, sometimes, you know, I, I don't believe in overacting but as i said the intention of good
0: well, well i think that's good that you were able to do that i know that i mean i've never well i don't know what i would do because i have not had a situation where i've seen another parent potentially doing something which i think would have been abusive uh, i've had other friends who have actually other bloggers who have actually said that and they've 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 commented to the other person about their behavior i it's hard for me because my my mom is much more forthcoming than i am i'm well i'm not i'm not a person forthcoming. With, i well, just I don't, don't like, care that's you don't care but i'm not <laughs> i don't i personally don't like confrontation well i don't like confrontation well, I, don't, I don't think no one likes confrontation. well i don't you like i don't say anyone like conversation i i let's put it this way, i i work harder to avoid it maybe Maybe well, that's my. Favorite. I happen to be there. Or just it just, or does it just find you? I, I
1: think the universe brings these things up to you. I think the universe brings something to me. That woman and child were brought to you for a reason, perhaps. And I think that this child per, perhaps realized that somebody, an outsider, stood up for this child. And I, I always say what I told the class afterwards because I said this to the uh, story to my n- nursing class. I said, maybe the child realizes that there is somebody on the outside that will speak up for them. Well, that's true.
0: I think you always, I, I'm guessing as for children, just knowing that there's, they have an advocate for them is always, you know, something that, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I, I think in the end, as, you know, children are with us, they're part of our society, we all kind of need to do we work together to you know, help bring them up. I mean, obviously, the parent, the main responsibility falls on there, and the care- main responsibility should
1: always fall on the parent. Of
0: course, it should always fall on the parent or the caregiver, whoever is. No, the, per- the parent. The parent. Well, I mean, whoever is raising them. Whoever is raising excuse them. Excuse because whoever you know,
1: raised the child. Because, you know,
0: sometimes it may not necessarily be a parent. Parents, who's in, yes. who is, but whoever is the the person who is the primary respo- primary person responsible for that child. Their their ch- that child. Uh, that's yes. That the main responsibility falls on them, and then, okay. but as a. As a society, as a group, it's okay. I think just knowing that when when needed, if, you know, like I said before, if, you know, if you're if you're if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you see a, a a person traveling with a kid alone and they have like twenty bags with them, you know, it's okay to say, "Excuse me, maybe I can help you with a bag or two. Like, don't you know? I understand the, the fear of not getting involved, and but just see, that, I always get help. I I do most of the time. But just but if you're help. but if you're somebody who is. And that's why when I – but just if you see someone in that situation, like, don't be afraid. To, you know, worst of the worst, they'll say, no, I got it. I mean, I've been that way. I've that's said, I right. say, no, thank you. And now as somebody who's – because I have kids, when I am, have my moments when I'm alone or I try to – if I see some parents – like, I try to be that person that'd be that would be the helpful person. And, I, you know, I pay more attention now when I'm on the subway to pregnant women. I look around. I look around people with kids. I'm more aware and more in tune. And I think that's just just part of helping a society – you know, just be better and more. And I think uh, in the end, I think it would actually helps because the more you help, I think the kids do end up behaving better. And I think we all help each other and it becomes a more pleasant situation
1: for everybody. Bottom line is, is that we're all connected to each other and to help each other. Yes,
0: exactly. So thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of mom around the corner and stay tuned for future episodes. Thank you.